0: Welcome to the Finishing Well podcast, where we encourage seasoned believers to find meaningful ways to impact their world for the kingdom of God. Whether you're 65 and up or not quite there yet, everyone can begin preparing to finish well. Now, here's your host, Randy Hess, with the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habecker. We had uh, mentioned to you that we had a fascination with and an interest in and kind of a Uh, uh, really just tuning into the point that we are both interested in eagles and we noticed something about them from an article we read. And so we wanted to share a few things about them and see if they have any relevance for you in your life uh, in our last podcast. And so we want to continue that by uh, talking again about some of the characteristics of eagles that we think might be of great relevance to you, are of some interest to you, and see if you agree with us. We hope you do. Uh,
1: before we launch into another uh, couple traits of eagles, uh, I want to reference uh, Proverbs 30. Uh, th- the Bible uses examples from the world of creatures that God made to be instructive for us. For example, another one in the eagle, Proverbs 30, verse 19 Consider the way of an eagle in the sky. That's what we're doing. That's in Proverbs. And you go down to Proverbs 30, verse 24, ants, rock badgers, locusts, and even little lizards. There, there are a lot of things that the scripture uses and says, How you should learn from these. I don't care what your age is. Uh, process them and absorb their traits into your life. And then, of course, the key text on eagles is Isaiah forty thirty one. We'll rise up when wings like eagles and soar. So, uh, we want to continue our discussion on a couple other traits of eagles that I think are absolutely fascinating and so instructive for our spiritual lives. So, Randy, lead us into this next uh, discussion here.
0: Well, as we talked about, how we 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 think it's really especially um, perhaps relevant to both us. As individuals and in are, and many of you out there, in terms of this other characteristic we have, we're we're going to talk about now, which is that eagles fly into a storm. They don't fly away from it. They don't hide in the tree. They don't fly uh, looking for cover. They actually go straight into a storm. I find that almost hard to believe, Hal. It's almost unbelievable that they do that. And there are lots of studies made of this that suggest that the reason they do that, that people who do observe eagles very closely notice about what they're really doing. And that is they find the part of the storm that has the wind or air rising and they rise with it so they can actually soar above it. And since they fly very high anyway, uh, it's almost a, a, I'm not sure it's a thrill ride for them, Hal, but I just find it very fascinating that they do that. Um, So we've talked about that a little bit because we both feel that that is possibly a relevant point, a very relevant point to um, people out there who are interested in finishing their lives well. You know, we have talked in numerous podcasts about getting caught up, tripped up maybe in some cases, but certainly we have um, in in our lives, if you are living into your 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, you have in your lives faced many, many obstacles. Many things come your way. Many challenges come our way. And so in facing those challenges, how do we handle those? How do we look at them? How do we let them affect us? How do we uh, cope, if you want to call it that, with the really tough ones? How do we uh, help others that we are friends with or in our own family deal with those challenges? Because life is going to bring challenges to us. We know that. So when you think of the storm as one of life's challenges that come your way, you may be in a situation where you have to think through, how do I handle this? Do I try to run from it? Do I try to hide from it? Do I try to cover it up? Do I try to close my eyes and act like it's not really happening? How do I deal with that kind of situation? And um, we feel that the eagle simply has, maybe it's because they do not have the fear that many other creatures of all sizes and all, all, uh, all types have of the storm. And they just simply go and use it for their own purpose, use it for that, know that they can deal with it and know that they're going to get through it and know that they're going to even rise above it. I find that fascinating, How as a thought process.
1: I do too, Randy. You know, God made eagles to soar through the storms. That's their trait. You know, in Proverbs 30, the verse I read, consider the way of eagles in the sky. In Isaiah 40, these eagles will soar. The verse the line previous, "Though youths grow weary and tired and young and vigorous young men stumble, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will soar like eagles. Mm-hmm. You know, they will go into the things that cause people to stumble, and with God's help, they will soar. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not be weary. So there there is a strength that comes as I wait on God in light of the challenges that life provides that cause me to stumble. And precisely at that point, if I wait in God and lean on him and his strength, then he will help me like that eagle to soar into the storm and ride it, because that's what the eagle is made to do. Those wings, those updrafts, lift them, and then they see, and then they learn, and then they experience what an eagle was meant to experience. And so I think it's very uh, exhilarating to think about that. Uh, You know, the the idea in scripture, I think, is that when we face hardships or storms, we tend to be fearful and dislike them, because... (laughs) they fly in the face of what we want to be and what we want to do. They get in our way. They keep yes. us from being successful in one sense. But if we learn from the eagle, that's precisely the opposite. You know, God wants us to face the storm and trust him and soar in it.
0: Yes, you you know, we have uh, in various ways and you know, I think how on a couple other podcasts talked about how uh, one of the things we want for finishing well uh, practitioners, if is their ability to examine how they're doing from the standpoint of not stumbling, you know, in the process, not letting stuff get in their way, not letting obstacles uh, hold them back, uh, starting with the idea that uh, many of us approaching the idea of finishing well have to overcome so many cultural biases. About that from the standpoint of what the culture wants for us when we get to be 65, 75, 85. What is it that the culture wants for us? Basically, the culture wants for us in our country to get out of the way, to go go somewhere, but don't get, you know, stay out of my way kind of thing. The younger generations are moving faster. They just move faster. They move quick. They move with the current thing going on. And if you are in that household or, in that uh, uh, neighborhood, so to speak, and you're you're perceived as someone who is uh, either irrelevant to me or who is uh, not going to understand my uh, capabilities, not understand what I need, what I want, where I'm going. My work, then I think I love you. I want you around, but I want you back out of the way. So then we create, you know, one of the terms we use is the vault. People put themselves in a vault because they stumble, presuming that's where they should be, because that's what culture wants for them. So I think one of the ways this is relevant is that when we stumble a little bit or when hardships come our way, we don't want people to back up and go hide in the vault. We want them to stay out there and stay relevant and keep their vision and keep their mind on the Lord. And you will be, the Holy Spirit will help each of us, whether we're stumbling, fumbling, or bumbling through it. The Lord will help us get through tough times.
1: Boy, he will. A couple of scriptures that come to my mind. You know, I think of Jesus and the storm on the sea. The disciples thought it would kill them. Jesus quieted the storm and they said, who is this that even the wind and the sea obeys him? So you talk about the hardship of the storm. The eagle was meant to soar in it. God is the victor over it. And as we enter it, what's our view of Jesus? Will he help us through it? I think of James, James 1, count it all joy, my brother, when you encounter various hardships and trials and storms in your life. Knowing that God wants to do do something in your life to help you grow, I, I mean, isn't that the way growth happens? We we grow when we have to strive, when we have to learn new traits. Uh, the other thing I think about is 2 Corinthians chapter twelve. Paul rejoices; he celebrates his weaknesses. You know, you say, "God, I don't want to do that. I want to operate out of my strengths all the time." But he sent a, a thorn in the flesh to Paul and. That Paul would boast in his weakness, in his ability to trust God in the midst of the storm that the devil came to afflict him with, with God's permission, so that God would be exalted and Paul would triumph in God's strength in his life. I think it makes all the difference in the world. Uh, I think of it in Jesus, Hebrews 5, 8. He learned obedience through what he suffered, the storms in his own life that he absorbed in himself on the cross. I mean, all examples of how God wants to glorify himself in these storms in life if we will trust him. And with him, we could soar and gain new strength and uh, not become weary. I think it's a powerful lesson from eagles.
0: It is, and it's... And as you said, Hal, it's also a way for the Eagles and for us to find joy. We should really find is. joy that way.
1: Gain that new perspective. So let's go to the last one for this uh, podcast.
0: Sure. One more. Uh, and this was kind of interesting as well, How I think one of the things that Eagles do uh, in their, I guess, management, if you will, of their home life <laughs> is they prepare their young to get out of the nest. And what I mean by that is they make the nest more and more uncomfortable for their young to stay there. As I uh, have read the summaries of, of the observers, the research uh, of uh, how eagles treat their nest and how they treat their young, they, they don't exactly push them out, but they make it uncomfortable for them to stay in that nest. And there's some interesting aspects to that for us. We feel that we are um, perhaps visiting with and communicating with and uh, perhaps uh, dealing with, more often than not, people who have gone through that phase in their life already. And they have, uh, they have learned those lessons. They have absorbed them themselves. And they have learned how to help their own kids move um, forward and move forward with assurance that they can handle life And that's part of that I think the Eagles possibly observe their young to make sure of course when they push them out, if that's the word to use how or force them out, that they know that they're going when they take off, they're going to be able to survive very well. Thank you, that kind of thing. And I think we as adults try to do that. But for our finishing well people, I think it's also something they observe in their own kids, in their own family. And they watch that and they say, how is the family doing with that? You know, what are we doing to help our own grandkids prepare for life? And I think there is a message there which is that just simply in my family, make sure that we are doing all we can to encourage continued growth. Your word for finishing well is the first word of, the first essential is to grow. And we need to continue to help others do that. But there is a second key part to that. I can't do that, Hal. You can't do it unless we are watching our own doorstep. Thinking about ourselves. Um, So I'll just suggest that one of the things I need to do is keep, keep track of myself. How am I doing if I consider where I'm at in life, what I'm doing right now, and how comfortable I am in it, and how much I resent or resist change because I love what I'm stuck in? And I think there's a possible message there. Maybe I'm stretching this a little bit, but I think there is possibly something there about watch my own nest that I build around myself. And am I too comfortable here? And do I need to start looking and growing to to make sure I'm finishing my life well? What do you think of that, Al?
1: Uh, You know, I think that's God wants to grow us into the image of his son. So he's going to do things in our lives to lead us, to encourage us, to discipline us, to force us, in a sense, in a loving way, to help us grow. So in that sense, uh, you know, just as a, a a mother eagle will start stripping down the nest to make it uncomfortable. And by the way, just let me throw this in. One of the truths about eagles, they will kick their young out of the nest. (laughs) And if they're high enough, what they do, they fly down underneath the eaglet that is learning to fly and the eaglet can land on the back of the mother and it will help her soar. I mean, they, I mean, that's the way God is. I mean, he leads us. He wants us to grow. I think of Joseph or I, I think of Daniel and the. Uh, let me stay with Joseph. You know, he spent 13 years in jail, I think it was, or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you say, golly, how do you train people? How does God want his people to grow? Um, well, Joseph went through some real hardships. You know, and God was preparing him and making life uncomfortable, as it were, Mm -hmm. leading him to trust him. And I think that's what happens at all ages of life. I mean, God doesn't want us to be too comfortable where we are in life, get too much into the routine or the ruts of how we live. But he wants us to keep changing and develop to grow into the life of Jesus in us and you know, I think that's happens in in ages in aging. I mean, I think of Second Corinthians four sixteen. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though our outer man is decaying; our inner man is being renewed. I mean, we're young, and we're we're trusting God all over again, in into becoming what He wants us to be. That's what I think. How does that sit?
0: That sounds really right on the money for me. Uh, I think this is about to, for for us. The relevance here is about our own growth. And it's about helping others grow. It's about our perspective on seeing how our family's doing with that. But I think there is a lot there, Hal, in my book, about the idea that if we don't do that, we fail in life. We we just simply don't get to where we want to go. And eagles know that by, I mean, that's just their instinct. That's the way God has created them. But in the humans, we we have to, you know, we constantly have to keep track of ourselves on that regard and just say, how am I doing? How am I doing? What am I doing? And am I seeing myself stuck in a way that I don't want to be? Yeah. And if I am, let's, let's say I need to move forward.
1: And I do think this is particularly appropriate for the aging years. Uh, here's the way I would sum it up. God is the author of change. God is the author of transitions in life. He ordains change. He has ordained the aging process. He has ordained the fact that my body changes and I have the storms of physical change and physical weaknesses that begin to grow. Just like Isaiah 40, 31, you know, you walk and you not Faint. I think some people take Isaiah 40, 31 as an illustration of aging. When you're young, you soar. When you're young, uh, still young in your adult years, you can run. But when you're older, you walk. But in all three cases, you are succeeding in being who God wants you to be. And I think uh, all three you can soar, you can walk, and you run depending on the pace of life and what's happening. But God is ordaining. This process and whether or not we stay with them is a, a critical question.
0: And we're modeling that, Hal, to our, to our to our younger generation, to our family, to other people, and helping them with it.
1: And that goes back to the first essential, yeah. that we continually grow through every process that God gives us, and we celebrate and boast in our weakness that the glory may be of Christ in us. I'll tell you, Randy, these are powerful spiritual truths that we can only learn as we depend upon God and live in the realm of the spirit. That's something you love to just emphasize all the time. This is a spiritual process. This is what life in the spirit is. You know, it operates at a different level than our physical lives.
0: Yep. Yep. So true. So true, Hal. Well, thanks, Hal, for this conversation we've had here uh, today. I think it's been real Uh, Interesting for me anyway to kind of talk through and see if we had any relevance from the from the characteristics of the eagle. So uh, I hope our audience has seen some as well.
1: Thanks for joining us. Um, If it's if it's impressed you, pass this uh, (laughs) podcast on to your friends. Use it to generate discussion in your Sunday school class, at your next home Bible study, or wherever you are. I mean, we need each other. To stimulate each other to love and good deeds as the writer of hebrews says or as jude says let's build yourselves up together in your most holy faith i mean helping each other to grow and develop in the storms of life because we're all in them our kids are in them our grandkids are in them our culture's in it so let's stay focused on jesus and his word and keep building our view of god uh so the lord bless you and uh, let's stay faithful to him and let's pass the word along about finishing well about the life of of Christ in us and the Holy Spirit and what he's doing in us. And I hope you have a blessed day. Thanks for joining us today.
0: Thank you for listening to the Finishing Well podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's conversation to continue living out your God-given purpose. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts or you can find us at finishingwellministries.org/podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Finishing Well Ministries. We'll see you next time.